Great bomb-damaged London, near Waterloo, had been transformed into an exhibition site. Downriver, at Battersea Park, there was a display of open-air sculpture, alongside of which were the festival pleasure gardens. They had hardly got through the gates when Cathy grabbed Jenny's hand and the pair of them surged ahead in leaps and bounds, eager to decide which ride would be their first. They could already see some of their school friends, who laughed and shouted at them. Cathy let go of Jenny and was off like a flash. "'That Cathy, I'll give her such a thump. She ought to know by now she shouldn't race off and leave her sister like that.' Evie didn't wait for Ted to answer her. She was yards ahead of him. "'You all right, love?' Evie panted, grabbing Jenny so tight she almost sent them both flying. Ted caught up with them. Evie regained her balance, and they set off to catch up with Cathy. "'Catherine?' Ted's voice held that note of command. Just you hang on a minute, and don't be charging off on your own. Slow coach, called Cathy. Evie belted after her. If you don't learn to take notice of what I say to you, Catherine, I'll have to find other ways of making you, won't I? You mustn't rush off and leave your sister like that. Anything could happen. Catherine went a bit red. She didn't like it when her mother blew her top. Hello, Cathy, two girls called brightly, saving the situation. "'Who are they?' Evie asked, returning to her usual good-humoured self. "'They're in the same class as me at school. "'One's Linda Brown, the other one's Vera Clark. "'You know her, lives at the back of us. "'Hello, Mrs Smith. It's great here at the fair, isn't it?' "'The two school friends and Ted and Jenny joined the group simultaneously. "'As far as Ted was concerned, it was time to see that the kids started to enjoy themselves. "'How about us all going on the dodgems?' he suggested. Of course, your friends can come as well, he added quickly. What a scramble. Evie and Ted, with Jenny squashed in between them, were in a red car, Jenny's choice. The three other girls in a blue car were grinning broadly as they waited for the off. We'll show em, won't we? Vera asked the question. Crikey, not off, we won't. Don't forget, tug the wheel hard and we'll ram them first, Cathy insisted. All right, agreed Vera. Your dad's nice, isn't he? Linda grinned. To tell you the truth, Cathy, I didn't think you and Jenny had a dad. Vera Clark was smirking at her. Catherine gave a loud sniff. It was the insolent way she had said it. She knew that Linda and Vera were laughing at her, and she wasn't going to stand for it. Ever since she had started school it had been the same, one or other of the kids taunting her because her dad wasn't always around. Of course we got a dad. Everybody has your daft apeth. He works away and don't get home too often. But it's great when he's here. If you want to make something of it, Vera, you just say the word. Linda sneered. It wasn't often anyone managed to ruffle Catherine Smith's feathers. Vera felt she was squashed too close to Cathy to make an issue of it. She lost her nerve. Well? Cathy demanded an answer. She was fed up with all the harassment. Vera was silent for only a few seconds. Of course not, Cathy. I didn't mean nothing by it. Honest, I didn't. To her relief, Catherine was saved from having to pursue this awkward subject. The music was blaring, blue sparks were flying from the electric poles which were attached to the cars. There were loud screams of delight, and they were off. It was quite dark when they arrived home. The girls were too tired to talk, too tired and full up to want any supper, but not irritably tired. Jenny kissed her father goodnight and willingly allowed her mother to carry her into the bedroom. Catherine lingered. 
Will we go to the zoo next time you come home? She asked her father. Of course we will. And to the pictures and the museums, if you like. We'll even have our dinner out. How does that sound? Catherine started to speak again, then changed her mind. Good night, Dad. Edward Hopkins lowered his head to his chest and sighed deeply. Thinking of the strange hand of fate that had dealt him two illegitimate daughters, the mother of whom he adored, while keeping him trapped in a loveless marriage without a hope in hell of being able to do anything about it except wait. Evie made cheese omelettes and a pot of coffee. She would rather have had tea, but she bowed to Ted's preference. They ate in silence. Then, with the table cleared, they talked. It had all been said before. One minute they were calm and speaking of alternatives to the way they were living. There were no alternatives. Evie lost her temper, taunted Ted, and said he had the best of her.